It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Welcome to the May 23rd episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G, your very gracious and humble host. As always, thank you so much for making me a part of your day. And coming up on this Locked on Thunder podcast, we will be talking about Russell Westbrook and the complexity of Russell Westbrook. In segment number one, I will explain how he is not only different from LeBron James, but even different from Kobe Bryant and guys like Michael Jordan, which are the comparisons that he most often gets drawn to simply because of his attitude. But it goes much deeper with Russell Westbrook, especially when it comes to the narrative of the national media. In segment number two, we'll talk about how Russell Westbrook can change the narrative and maybe get the national media more on his side. And as I was thinking today... It goes even deeper than just being like Magic Johnson, being very affable and giving the media what they want answer-wise and and playing fun and games with them. Russ may not necessarily have that luxury, and I'll explain that in segment two. And finally, in segment number three, the NFL is considering changing its national anthem policy. And what effects might that have on the NBA We'll get into that and why I think the NFL should just leave this whole national anthem thing alone and why they are treading into some very dangerous territory the more the owners continue to talk about all this. And and this is one of the reasons why I like the NBA because they're a lot more progressive thinking than necessarily the National Football League. With all that, I will introduce myself. My name is Eric G, and I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while, and I've been working for the Locked On Podcast Network now for just a few months. I also help out another publication called ThunderDigest.com. Thank you very much to Chuck Cheney for not only allowing me to be a part of that, but also allowing me to go on hiatus from the G League. And I say this just about every podcast, but Chuck, you and I need to be potting together. So if you're not listening to Locked on Thunder, which I guess you wouldn't be getting this message if you weren't, I'll text you and we'll see when we can't crank out a few more episodes of the G League as this summer rolls along. And um, I'm a credential member of the media. Been covering the Thunder for five years. Go to LockedOnThunder.com for interviews from players and coaches, plus all our podcasts are archived. So anything that you may have missed over the last few weeks, you can catch up on. And if you're new to Locked on Thunder, 
you can find about you can find out about all my whacked out ideas. So with that, we jump into segment number one. And as I'm watching James Harden last night, I'm realizing that James Harden is making a major turn in his NBA career. Even if he didn't necessarily have the greatest of second halves against the Golden State Warriors, no matter what the outcome of the Western Conference Finals are, James Harden is approaching that rarefied air where people are going to start putting pressure on him to win a championship. And James Harden's legacy is going to get defined whether or not he has rings or whether or not he has a bunch of individual awards. Which is a good position to be in if you're an NBA player. It's honestly not the world's biggest insult to be called the greatest player to never win a championship or one of the greatest players to never win a championship. Because what that means when people strip everything away and they're talking about you that way is the fact that they expected you to win a championship. They looked at you as a leader and thought you were somebody who could get it done. And the more opportunities you have, the more you get people on your side. Russell Westbrook does not fall into that category. Mostly because people don't think Russell Westbrook can win a championship. And that's what separates him from a guy like Kobe Bryant and a guy like LeBron James. LeBron James for a long time had people rooting against him when he would get close in Cleveland. And most of those people who were rooting against him were just Michael Jordan fans who were deathly afraid that somebody may actually be better than their unicorn. Oh my God, there might be a player better than Michael Jordan. But isn't that what sports is about? Somebody sits sits a bar sits it very high, and then somebody comes along and raises that bar, which is what I thought LeBron James was going to do. And and in a lot of respects, I believe LeBron James has already done that. There There are a lot of ways I believe that LeBron James is a better player than Michael Jordan was. And a lot of that just has to do with with the God-given talent. Kobe Bryant, Because he was a Laker, because he played with Shaq, and then when he shipped Shaq off, it was all about Kobe, had to go get one on his own, and not only prove that he was a leader of the Los Angeles Lakers, but also had to kind of prove that he could could lead a team, and he didn't necessarily have to play Robin to somebody else's Batman, and I get that that's kind of cliche, but it's sort of the accepted way that we look at NBA players. When it comes to Russell Westbrook, it, it goes a little deeper. One, people believe Russell Westbrook ran off Kevin Durant. And I don't know if that's true or not. I have my opinions on that. I certainly don't believe Russ cared if Kevin Durant stayed or went. There's part of me that thinks Russ would have liked Kevin to hang around just because it made the Thunder's chances to win a championship were a little bit easier. But all in all, if Kevin left, Russ got to be the face of the organization. That's not a, that's not a bad position to be in. And Russ was able to sign a Supermax. And as a result, everybody in Oklahoma City who may have looked at Kevin Durant as the best player or had Kevin Durant as their favorite player in Oklahoma City now has Russ at number one on their list. So Russ's attitude sort of plays into this talk that, oh, well, he's never going to win a championship. He's a great individual player. But he's never going to win a championship, so we're just not going to put that pressure on Russ that we would put on other players. And what's sad and what's so misguided about that opinion 
is that people forget about Russell Westbrook's performance in Game 4 of the NBA Finals back in 2012. Russell Westbrook was the sole reason that the Thunder had an opportunity to compete. That's when you saw Russell Westbrook become Russ, and that's when we, who watched the Oklahoma City Thunder, kind of woke up and realized that if he's not the leader of this team, if it's truly Kevin Durant's team, Russ is at least the heartbeat. And there's a lot of what Russ does, which everybody else feeds off of. And the national media just, they, they completely forget that in the Russell Westbrook discussion, that he was the one that kept Oklahoma City having a spark at least one more game in the NBA Finals. For Russell Westbrook, if he wants to if he wants to get the national media on his side, it's really not going to be that easy. And I'll explain that coming up in segment number two. But but for him and for me, I want to see Russ win a championship simply just to dispel any of these arguments that the national media has about Russ not being able to do it. And and and, and it's quite that that simple. But in the but in the same in the same breath, I will tell you that as long as the that's another thing that plays into the Russ situation. We got to get into this. So I'm kind of going. Uh, my my thoughts are kind of eluding me here. But here's another thing that plays into the Russ situation. People also don't believe in the Oklahoma City Thunder. They don't believe in the city of Oklahoma City that it can necessarily attract free agents. But they also don't necessarily believe in Sam Presti's ability as a GM to somehow construct a winning team without having to completely tear this thing down. And who knows, they may be right. But I also believe that there are other forces sort of working against Oklahoma City on this, and that is there's a lot of people, and it's not just those in the Pacific Northwest, but there are a lot that cover the NBA who were very upset about Oklahoma City jetting for Se- or Seattle, the Sonics, leaving to eventually become the Thunder. And when you watch the documentary about the Sonics, it, it spells it out. Look, if we're, we're going to be completely honest here. As much as I love Clay Bennett, and I'm very thankful for what he did for the city of Oklahoma City, he did steal that team from Seattle. Yes, they should have voted on upgrading Key Arena. And yes, Seattle is not only upgrading Key Arena, but there's a chance that there's another arena that's going to be built in another separate area of that fine city. But there are just those that were emotionally attached to the Sonics that love going to hang out in Seattle. It's by all accounts a great city because you can get some good coffee. And of course, it's the birthplace of a lot of great rock and roll. Not not just grunge, but Jimi Hendrix came from there. Hart came from Seattle. Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, another Seattleite. There's, there's an emotional... The emotional attachment to that city that a lot of people just aren't over. They want their Sonics back. They look at Oklahoma City as a team that didn't deserve it. We were this little hick town in the middle of America that wasn't quite Dallas, wasn't quite Kansas City, so why do they deserve an NBA team? Well, haven't we proven that we're loyal fans here? Haven't we, haven't we proven that we give a damn? Yes, but you but, but you don't understand the way the NBA works. And your star player is going to leave small markets to go to big markets. And you guys just need to get over Kevin Durant. Well, if that's the case, if we have to get over Kevin Durant, then we also have to cling to Russell Westbrook 
in hopes that somewhere along the line, Russell Westbrook can bring an O'Brien Trophy to Oklahoma City and finally bring a championship to Oklahoma City. This is not as easy as a discussion as I thought it was going to be, and I had to go back and, and, and sort of change the tone of this podcast today. But ultimately, what, what this comes down to for Russell Westbrook is belief. And in a very long way, I told you it was belief that people just don't believe Russell Westbrook is ever going to win a championship with the style of play that he has, despite the fact that he is the most exciting player in the NBA, and people are still pissed off about the Sonics not being in Seattle. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We are part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. And don't forget to check out some of our other great Locked On podcasts. Coming up next, how Russell Westbrook can get the national media on his side. And how hard is that going to be? This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event. Now through April 1st, experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I started off this podcast when I was putting it together in my head last night and writing it down on paper, thinking that Russell Westbrook had sort of entered this LeBron James era of his career where people were going to question whether or not he could win a championship and were there, was there ever going to be pressure on Russell Westbrook to win a championship? James, James Harden is finally getting into that stage of his career, but Russell Westbrook is not. And that's simply because most people don't believe Russell Westbrook can win a championship. And one of the reasons they don't believe that has to do with Russell Westbrook's attitude. And when Russell Westbrook talks to the media, he's usually very prickly, as we've said many a times on this podcast, and it, and it turns people off. So how does Russell Westbrook get the national media on his side? Well, it's not as simple as Russ just answering every question that he's asked. Russ getting this Magic Johnson. I always reference Magic Johnson because Magic Johnson had the the, the billion-dollar smile and, and and maybe the best personality of anybody that ever played in the NBA. And quite frankly, if you're going to have the attitude that Russell Westbrook does, which more Isaiah Thomas, more along the... It really does fall in. We always made the comparison to Kobe and Michael Jordan, but he also has that same attitude that a lot of guys on the Detroit Pistons had in the 80s. Like those bad boy Pistons, they weren't nice dudes. Isaiah, very outspoken. Did not do did not do himself a lot of favors in the media. Bill Lambeer, Dennis Rodman, all those guys would they would straight up tell you what they were thinking. They were very open and honest, and, and it sort of shocked people at the time. We always say we want that when we use microphones and computers to make our living. We want guys to be completely honest, but when they are honest. And it's honest in a way that sort of rubs us wrong. Then we go and we rip them to shreds. Russ is honest, but Russ is also very short. And Russ has no use for us 
He really doesn't. Like, Russ has zero use for the media. If we didn't exist, Russ wouldn't care because Russ would still go out and play basketball. And, and Russ could completely change his attitude, but that's not going to help him with people like Colin Cowherd. He's just not going to like Russell Westbrook until. And this is what sucks as a, as a Thunder fan. When Russell Westbrook, if Russell Westbrook, ever decides he's had it with the Thunder organization. And if Russ goes, and, and part of this has to be a city that they like. So designate your city. And so it, it takes out, well, it, it puts you in Miami, Chicago, Boston, New York, San Francisco. If Russ decides to go to a city that they like and play for maybe a coach that they like and a team that... that that best represents what the national media believes is are their tenets of a winning organization, then they will like Russell Westbrook. Then they will not see him as selfish as they see him now. And that's sad. I mean, it would be great if Russ could just sort of win everybody over with his attitude, but that's not going to be the case. The other thing is, is that Russ needs his teammates to start dispelling the myth of what Russell Westbrook is. And unfortunately, Carmelo Anthony didn't help Russ's case this year. I sometimes want to fight him a little bit and <laughs> push him out the way. And, uh, you know, but like for me, it's, it's, it's good because to have a guard like that, you know, being able to crack back and get, you know, get rebounds. And um, he still sometimes, still rebounds sometimes. But anytime, you know, when you can have a guard like that to come back and rebound the way that he does, because um, we want to push the break, and when he get it off the rebound, he he's able to you know jumpstart the break, and, uh, and you know a lot of a lot of good things happen from that. You mentioned stealing rebounds, and you kind of joke about it, but he steals. Uh, he steals. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, how does the team? How does the team honestly feel about that when when a guy like Russell comes in for a rebound? How do y'all feel about that? We got a defensive rebound, and I don't think nobody think twice about that. As uh, long as we get the rebound, I don't think we, I don't think we're worried about that. Like individually, we're not like, damn, I gotta get this rebound, or I gotta rebound more. Like long as we get the rebounds, I'm, we we all cool with that. Now I always play that cut. When I do, I always play it a little bit longer than what you're gonna hear on a national talk show because. Carmelo does talk about how Russell Westbrook is a good teammate, but for the most part, if people hear that first part of the audio, the rest of it doesn't mean a damn thing. That is, they, they because the rest of it doesn't mean a damn thing because it doesn't play into their narrative. That's what Colin, oh, he's selfish. Carmelo Anthony said he's selfish. Well, the reason Carmelo Anthony followed it up with that Russ is a good teammate and I don't know how you can be selfish when you're you're getting assists or when you're getting triple-doubles because assist is part of it. Well, he, he's just saying that, but really, honestly, we know that Russell Westbrook is only into stat padding. What Russell Westbrook needs is people, and unfortunately, it's got to be, and, and it can't be people here in Oklahoma City because everybody knows he's the face of the organization. And everybody is convinced that he ran off Kevin Durant. It has to be other... James Harden. James Harden could really help Russell Westbrook. If James Harden spoke up and just said, I play with Russ. No, he's not a stat patter. If Kevin Durant says it now, 
maybe, maybe people believe him. But Paul George, Paul George is a guy that if he leaves Oklahoma City, goes to Los Angeles, and people ask him about Russell Westbrook, if he says nice things about Russell Westbrook, it may start to tear down that wall. But more than anything, and as cliche as it may sound, it's just time. It's just time, and eventually, maybe, I will say maybe on this, maybe there comes a time when eventually the national media starts to embrace Russell Westbrook. But it won't happen unless he leads Oklahoma City to a championship or, and even then, I think if he leads Oklahoma City to a championship, I don't think he's going to be embraced. I think he almost has to leave Oklahoma City and go win a championship where it's not him on his own in order for people to go, yeah, this Russell Westbrook, he's an all right guy. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you for joining me today. Coming up in segment number three, why the NFL needs to just leave the national anthem alone. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, here's where I do the mandatory plug. I call it mandatory. I like to to help out the other podcasters here as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Celtics, check them out. They did an interview with Rachel Nichols of ESPN talking about a lot of topics. So you want to go to Locked on Celtics or LockedOnSports.com and go to the Locked on Celtics podcast. Other podcasts that are worth checking out right now, Locked on Red Sox as they are in first place in the American League East. And in the NFL, how about Locked on Rams? Lots going on with that organization as they get ready to gear up for a run at the NFC West crown. Okay, the NFL is... Their owners are talking over what to do about their whole national anthem policy, which could be either allowing each team to implement its own possibly or pot policy, clearing the field while the anthem is being played, which is what the NFL used to do. Players used to stay in the, in the locker room until the national anthem was over. Instruct players who don't want to stand or remain in the locker room or impose penalties on teams and stand, teams and players who do not stand, including a 15-yard penalty or fine, which is utterly ridiculous. The NFL needs to leave this alone. No matter what the backlash the NFL is getting from its hardcore fans or sponsors over this anthem situation, do not infringe on somebody's right to freedom of speech. I don't agree with what Colin Kaepernick did. I, I think I think you should stand for the national anthem. Of course, I live in the most red state in America, and my father is a retired captain of the Marines. So anytime the national anthem is played, I'm going to stand. My hand's going to be over my heart, and I want to show respect for my country. However, if you decide to kneel because you are carrying out a protest or you decide not to stand, or decide not to take your hat off, or put your hand over your heart, I'm not going to hit you, I'm not going to yell at you, it doesn't mean that I don't agree with you, or it doesn't mean that I agree with you, because I don't agree with what you're doing, but it's not worth the fight to me, because that's what the First Amendment is all about, freedom of speech, and our freedom of expression sometimes 
offends people. In matter of fact, good freedom of speech will ultimately offend people. And I may not agree with it, but I will fight I will fight to the death for your right to have that freedom of speech. I am fearing that the NFL got so much backlash over it that other leagues will finally start looking for ways to implement these rules. And I hope that the NBA is not one because the NBA has been more aggressive. Plus, NBA players, extremely intellectual, especially guys like Carmelo Anthony, and we've said it millions of times on this podcast, they are well thought out in their actions. For the majority of the players in the NBA, when they take a stance like this, it is well thought out. It is nothing that is just sort of half-assed put together that they decide, oh yeah, this sounds like a this sounds like a great idea. Let's just run out and go do it. No. This is what the NBA has this is why the NBA has an advantage, is because players are willing to talk. Players can instruct social change. And sometimes Sometimes you need to disrupt a disruption in order to affect social change. Um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen anybody kneel in the NBA. We saw the Thunder lock arms this year. And quite frankly, I didn't have that big of an issue with it. I, I would have, yeah, would I have preferred all those guys put their hands over their heart and look at the flag? Absolutely. They chose not to do it, fine. And, and, and protesting that way is a hell of a lot better than going out and rioting. But this is very dangerous territory for the NFL, and the owners need to be extremely careful who they may piss off by implementing these rules. It may help the fans, it may make the the sponsors feel a little bit better about spending their money with them, but the last people you want to irk are your players and have them do something A, more disruptive, or B, walk out and hold your product up. This wraps up the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We will be back tomorrow when we go a little bit more in depth on the Trey Young interview. Hopefully you've had a chance to listen to that. If not, go to LockedOnThunder.com. It's there in its entirety. Plus parts one and two on Monday and yesterday's podcast, which I will retweet throughout today. Thank you very much. Remember, everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.